What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rockcast, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps. Jordan here. And as I record this, I'm just finishing up packing because I'm headed out to Alaska to hunt caribou, uh, archery caribou, in uh, it's the 40-mile herd. And uh, yeah, I'm actually going with the meat eater crew, Giannis, and I will be hunting. We've got a couple camera people with us. And uh, yeah, it'll eventually be on YouTube for Giannis's show on the hunt. So hopefully that goes well. I've been to Alaska quite a few times. Haven't really been on that side of the state as much, um, but I have been on the Yukon side of that hunting doll. Or um, I was filming um, the stone sheep hunt that I filmed quite a long time ago. So uh, this is going to kind of be a new experience. I haven't really hunted caribou like. Uh, really focused on them. Um, one time, actually, when we were in the Yukon on that hunt, uh, we got a sheep shot the first, the opening day, went back and had caribou and moose tags in our pockets. And those were like mountain caribou that uh, I don't know much about them, but they just kind of are, they don't have a lot of habit to them. You just kind of run into them or you don't. So we went to a few spots and couldn't end up finding car- any caribou. Uh, but that is like the extent of my caribou um, hunting, I guess. So this is going to be a new experience. Um, a little bit about travel plans. So we are going to fly into Fairbanks. Then we're going to drive to Toke. Then we're going to get flown out from Toke. And uh, we have a 50-pound weight limit. We get to fudge that just a little bit because uh, they have to take a whole nother flight in for camera gear anyways. So um, we are getting a little bit of luxury there. But uh, yeah, in this episode, I just wanted to roll through some things that I'm taking with me just because they're fresh in my mind. So first things first, the uh, archery equipment that I'm taking. So I had an episode talking about the Matthews V3X bow and what I'm going to shoot for an archery setup this year. And that's pretty much all the same. I did make a change. However, I changed the site that I'm using. Um, I'm using the backcountry site from SNS Archery. Uh, sorry, <laughs> the the Black Gold backcountry site uh, from SNS Archery. I got it right from SNS Archery. So the bow that I'm shooting is the Matthews V3X. With that, it has um, their like dovetail system. They call it their bridge lock. And it is basically a dovetail mount for your site that goes right through your riser. So instead of bolting, I guess, yeah, I guess bolting on your site to the side of the riser, like, you know, traditionally or standard, you could say. Um, if you have ever shot like a dovetail mount or seen those, you can remove that dovetail will actually go inside the riser through the bridge lock system. So it uh, slims things up a bit. You don't have as much stuff attached to the outside of your um, outside of your riser. It's all more inline. So I'm not super technical nerdy on archery equipment, but I really liked that setup. So I'm running the Matthews QAD Ultra Rest that uh, is their, their uh, like the new edition of the Ultra Rest that clamps to the back of the riser, kind of like a dovetail system. And I went through all this already, but 
reiterating. Um, yeah, so QAD Ultra Rest running the Matthews stabilizers, both a sidebar and the front bar, and then running the um, the low profile, the one piece uh, detachable quiver. It's just a five arrow, pretty standard quiver. Keeps it uh, your quiver nice and tight to the bow, which is nice. And then, gosh, what else? Running the Hamski peep. I do like that Raptor peep quite a bit. I've been running it for the last few years, so like that kept uh, stuck with that and then the site update and then I don't think anything else has really changed um, I'm running the day six arrows and um, their centric system and then the 125 grain broadheads from day six as well so I'm tipping right around that 500 grain mark and yeah I seem to seem to like it so far I'm getting um, very good penetration goals for this hunt I would say were I really want to get like 40 yards and in um, it's super open country I know it's gonna be really hard to do but that's kind of the goal but uh, I've been shooting out to 60 and have good um, I feel good out to 60 if uh, if they don't know I'm there which hopefully they won't as the plan so um, that's the archery tackle that I'm using. And then while I'm with the archery stuff, um, as far as packing for Alaska, and this is kind of what I, where I wanted to go with this deal. Uh, I looked a lot at bow cases. There's like, um, I have just a standard, like a hard sided bow case from, I think Plano or something like that. And they have the little locks integrated that are, you know, pretty cheesy little flimsy things. Um, I would just wanted a better bow case in general, something I could pack more clothing in, um, have some, uh, padlock options. And then it also has the TSA lock options as well. And I wanted it to be able to roll. Um, I know that adds a little bit, but, um, when you're a lot of times going through the airport by yourself, trying to transport things, having roller bags is really nice. So I bought, uh, I bought a Pelican Air, I think it's a 1475 is the number on it, but it is the actual bow case. Um, they call it their bow case. And, uh, so it is really nice. It like on the inside, there's these, they almost look like a daisy chains and they, it comes with like these little attachments that you can put on it to put your arrows in, like extra arrows. Uh, they have strap attachments that you can take off and on and move all over the place. And then they um, also have these little, um, they're like these little ditty bag type things that attach to the daisy chain. So you can put like accessories and things like that in there. So um, that's where I have with me, like I have quite a bit of extra D loop. Um, I actually have an extra peep in there. Uh, just like some more, I have leveling tools like uh, to put on the string and on the arrow levels. Some of that stuff is just pretty lightweight and like I'm not going to take it with me in the field, but I will have in the bowcase back at the hangar and all in one spot. So I don't know. Worst case scenario, like worst possible thing, maybe they can toss it out of the airplane to me. Um, so anyways, uh, that's what I'm doing there as far as transport go. Now that I have packed it, I just took the I took the quiver or um 
I, the quiver is still on there. I took the, all the arrows out of the quiver. I took all of the uh, field points off as well. And just, I was thinking like the less pointy things in there, definitely the better probably when, when TSA goes to open that case. And then, so um, I took the stabilizers off and that bow case has like a soft top case on it as well so like you stick your bow down in it um, and then you can strap your bow in if you want and then there's like this soft case that comes over on top of your bow that you can strap that down too so um, it even though it's uh, the case is pretty deep like depth wise and you could put like arrows and different things in it uh, it does have like a soft case that goes over your your bow itself so you can really keep that strap down and keep that secure um, and then if, if it were to pop open or somebody were to open it or something, hopefully your bow wouldn't go flying out first. It'd just be whatever else you had packed in it. So, um, I have my rain gear packed in the bow case. I have, oh gosh, what do I have? I think my extra set of pants are packed in the bow case. Um, and then my, I have a jacket that's packed in there as well. So not like a lot of stuff. Oh, and my binoculars are in there also went back and forth on that. I still am. I might switch it around a little bit, but, uh, that is what I've got for a bow setup and then what I'm doing for a case. And, um, I've talked to a few people that have flown recently. They have just used the little locks that come on the bow, the bow case. Uh, they are TSA locks. So anybody from TSA that has a key for that can get into it. Um, that is why with like uh, rifles, well, firearms, pistols, whatever they want you, they don't want you to use TSA locks, TSA approved locks on those things anymore, because then anybody with a TSA lock can get into it. Um, so in that case, they just, if you have to go back in for them to check something, you just have to keep the key with you and you might have to leave security or go back through security, I guess, if you have to go back and open the case for them and then go back through security. Anyways, Um, that is something that could happen with, if you just have regular padlocks on it. So I have two extra padlocks with me. Um, I really don't want anybody to be able to get into that bow case, but I have the keys for the TSA locks that I will use. And then I'm just planning to tomorrow after we, I check it in and we'll see what they say. Um, I'm just going to ask them if I could throw a couple more regular padlocks on it, if they're all cool with it after they look at it. And then hopefully I don't get called back down after I go through security. All right, Onyx Hunt Maps. One of the probably most used tools uh, that you've got, you know, for apps and things. Um, Gosh, we have been hitting it pretty hard trying to get into some different areas, trying to find some like hidden access or tougher to access trails to get into tougher to access areas. And Onyx Hunt Maps definitely lets us do that if you use code rockcast at checkout you will get 20 percent off of your first subscription for onyx hunt so go check that out onyxhuntmaps.com forward slash hunt the next up is coffee black rifle coffee company for every day on the mountain and here at home i like black rifle coffee really like the ak espresso it's my favorite and then on the mountain um they do have instance but I really prefer the steeping bags. It's a little bit of a lighter roast. Um, the the instants are kind of a darker, more bold roast, but um, those steeping bags are really light to carry around. 
really easy to use. Um, put them in for as long as you want to get your desired uh, strength, I guess, of coffee, of darkness and things. And yeah, go roll from there. So go visit blackriflecoffee.com. Use code ROCKSLIDE at checkout. You will get 20% off your first order or your first order of the subscription-based service that they have where they ship coffee right to your door. Now, have you guys heard of ActiveJunkie.com yet? I've talked about it a bit, um, and if you haven't looked at it yet, you need to go to ActiveJunkie.com forward slash ROCKSLIDE. Give it a look. Basically what it is, they have a website that is full of stores and like retailers and brand stores themselves and basically what they do is they give you cash back for purchasing through the active junkie website to those brands and retailers so they have like 1500 of them uh there's tons of things to choose from from shields some of my favorites uh moose jaw uh, Yeti is a good one. Um, they have Goodyear tires even, and then they have booking.com on there also. So if you're booking a trip, you can get a little bit of cash back through that. So go to activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide, sign up for an account, go uh, through a brand or retailer that you want to, make a purchase like you usually would, and then every 90 days, um, Active Junkie will send you either a check in the mail to your mailbox for your cash back or they will deposit it into your PayPal account. So it is truly cash. It is not just points that you get on a website that you can only use on that website. So um, you can stack it with coupons from the retailer you're purchasing through or discounts or sales or whatever. So you can really stack on those deals if uh, you spend a little time and do it right. So activejunkie.com forward slash rockslide give it a look. Now, I love gear. I think we all love gear. Clothing is one of those things that we all love. Uh, First Light Hunting Apparel has a ton of it for whatever pursuit that you're in. Now they have new waterfowl gear that just came out. Uh, they have a whole whitetail line. And then, of course, they have their Western Big Game line that is ever expanding um, by the year. So this year they have their new Omen Rain gear out. I used it last year in Alaska on my sheep hunt really awesome stuff uh, they also have an origin hoodie out so little uh, beef up from the Kalamath that they had nice new face fabric super comfy um, gives you some more features like a built-in face mask which is nice We've got some new whitetail stuff for 2022 that's gonna get kicked out here soon and then the long-awaited waterfowl line has also been released you can find that all at firstlight.com and with that, we're going to roll back into this episode. Uh, that's what I did there for the bow case. Um, other things as far as packing, I have a Yeti Panga 75 liter. They're um, waterproof duffel bags. And that is what I have most of the camp gear in. And um, I went back and forth a little bit on what size to get. I kind of wish I would have got the great big Yeti Panga. Um, it's still a duffel bag I might add to the collection later. Um, but I went with the 75 liter, which I would say is kind of the medium size. <clears throat> and uh, thinking that that is going to be a better size to fit in the back of a Super Cup. And I still think it is. I think it's a great size um, to do something like that. So inside of that, I have all my camping gear. So I have a Kefaru 20 degree slick bag. That I'm taking with me. I took that to Alaska last year, and I think it's a good option. Uh, synthetic bag, so if it gets soaked for some crazy reason, which I hope it doesn't, um, it'll still retain some warmth. 
Uh, I've got the Big Agnes Q-Core Deluxe Pad. And uh, that pad has a nice high R value. It's like four and a half inch is thick. And it's really cushy. And just those Q-Core pads in general have been really nice to me. So I've got that coming with me. Uh, I did go back and forth on bringing a Thermarest Cot. And I have scratched that idea. Um, just if we're on the tundra and... It should be pretty decent sleeping conditions, I hope. So uh, I just went ahead and I'm going to save the weight and I ditched the Thermarest cot. So um, yeah, so that's what I did there. And then sleeping pad. Oh, and then for my shelter, I'm bringing the Argali Absorca, the four person. I'm bringing that floorless shelter and then I'm also bringing the insert with it to hopefully help against bugs and give me a little bit of a floor, just another barrier for like water and things from my pad. Um, something I did last year and I've done in the past also is bring like a little bivy sack that I can put my pad and my bag in, like gives me a little extra protection. Um, in this case, like being on the tundra, like last year in Alaska, we were in the rocks and I wanted a little extra protection for my pad for that, even though I was staying um, in my little Hilleberg tent. Um, I just decided that like I'm on the tundra, not as many rocks, probably I'll be able to move them. I'll just pay a little extra close attention to where I put my bag and pad and things like that. Um, reasons why I brought that. It's nice and big. It's uh, roomy for one, you know, for just me in there. And then I can lay out all my gear in there as well. And yeah, it's just a new tent and I really wanted to take it. And I talked to Brad a little bit who actually did this hunt last year and he said he wouldn't hesitate taking it. So I've got the carbon pole that comes with it. And then we've already talked about it a little bit. I'm taking Brad's, uh, or I'm taking the Argali trekking poles as well. And he has a little connector that screws in to the top handle of each of those trekking poles that basically uh, links them together. So that could be a center pole as well if something were to happen to the carbon one. Or, I mean, I don't think it's going to break, but um, it's just a little bit of a backup there. It's a tiny, I'm bringing trekking poles anyway. It's a tiny little light piece of kit to throw in and it's not going to be that big of a deal. So I can link those trekking poles together if I want to for that tent. Um, and that's basically it. Um, I've been looking at the weather a bit. It's supposed to be like 30% chance of rain every day up to like 60% chance of rain. Uh, but it's supposed to be pretty warm. Um, Tuesday is the day we're supposed to be flying out, which is the 9th which is actually the day that this podcast is going to go down. Um, and there are, there is a little, it's supposed to be a pretty chilly that day. It's supposed to be like high of 50, low of 32. They're supposed to get some snow flurries. So hopefully we can even get flown out. Um, but after that, it's supposed to be like mid fifties as highs and in the lows getting in like the mid forties or, uh, down into the higher thirties. So really not, not that bad. And there wasn't supposed to be like a lot of wind with that. So, um, I think that floorless option is going to be great if I wasn't going to take that. And if for some reason the weather really changes between now and when my flight leaves, um, I would swap that out for a Hilleberg tent. Um, now it's the Rogan. 
I sold my Neak and got a Rogan because there's two of us going a lot and I wanted doors for each of us and each of us to have our own vestibules. So um, that is the only Hilleberg tent that I have left. So that's what I would take if I wasn't taking um, this other Absorca. And honestly, four person, like it is big. It's going to be more tent than I need for sure. Um, but I just don't have the Rincon. I don't have a two person. So this is kind of my option to take. So I'm going to take it and I feel pretty good about it. So anyways, um, all inside this, this, uh, Yeti Panga 75, I have, uh, my sleeping bag pad. I have the outer tent, the inner tent, the poles, both of my trekking poles. Um, I have my extra clothes. So for this trip, I'm just bringing like, um, a couple sets of underwear, couple of shirts. So, um, I'm bringing, of course, my first light kit on this. So I have, uh, I have a wick hoodie, which I love like long sleeve with a hood, um, throw the hood up when it's uh, sunny. And that's what I'm pretty much planning on having the hood on for is when it's sunny. And then I wear that thing to bed and I can flip the hood up. And if it's not super cold, it still gives you some insulation for your head. Um, anyways, bringing that. And then I'm also bringing another wick shirt that is a, uh, a quarter zip. And that is, um, thoughts on that. I can throw it over the top of that hoodie and have a little bit, you know, stack two wicks on top of each other. And, um, gosh, hopefully help with the bugs, maybe a little bit as well. Um, and then still have two different shirts. So, uh, that's what I'm doing for base layer. Um, I have the, the kill, uh, no, I have the wick, uh, full length, um, zip off bottoms. So I'm bringing those and then, um, bringing the corrugate guide pant. And that's probably, I mean, that's primary what I plan on being in. And then just because we're flying in and I know I'm going to be underweight because not packing a spotting scope. I haven't really covered that much, but not packing a spotting scope. Um, I'm going to bring a little lightweight tripod and then just have my binoculars. So I'm like a little lighter on the optics, mostly because, um, Yanni's bringing his spotting scope that we can both use. And then also, I don't think we're going to be super picky on this. Um, this is like an archery only excursion. So, uh, we're not going to be super picky. Um, so we don't really need to pick things apart as much. So, um, my Zulu nine, six hour binoculars will just be on the tripod and that'll just be good enough. So I have a little bit of extra, uh, room or weight there that I have left over. So I threw in another pair of pants, um, which might be a little excessive to some people, but when we're at the hangar, I can always ditch them if it seems like the weather's going to be a little bit better. But in the, in the event that my pants got really wet, I could switch them out and I brought the obsidian foundry pants. So two staple pants there for me for early season. Um, gosh, what else am I bringing? Um, a puffy jacket for sure. The Uncompadre puffy. Um, that thing is a staple and a go-to. And then the Omen rain gear, um, the jacket and the pants, of course. Good rain gear is always good. Um, and then I'm going to, footwear-wise, I'm going to bring my Crocs for camp life. And also, if uh, we end up getting dropped around like a river or something like that, where um, we obviously want to save our boots as good as we can, then um, I can put take my boots off and put those on. Um, and then Crispy for this hunt actually sent me a pair of their uh, Highland Pros. And they are a boot that 
not many people have talked about. I haven't seen too many people talk about. Um, they're fairly expensive. They're like 600 bucks. But what they are is they're a boot. And to me, they fit and feel a lot like a Brickstool. Maybe not quite as narrow, but they are pretty stiff. They actually have a BOA system. So like snowboarding boots or, you know, BOA, like you, it has like cables as your shoelaces and then like fishing boots will have this wader boots um and then you just like twist the thing and it tightens them down and then the top of the boot is actually an integrated gaiter um so completely covers up over your calf so it is like a waterproof seal in between that like where your gaiter would be in your boots it's completely um solid so um I've heard like really good things about those. There's quite a few people, including, uh, we had a guy on the podcast that had done, uh, Heath Stevie that had done a caribou hunt last year or a couple years ago now. And he swore by those boots when he was there. So I've got a pair going to take them with me. Um, also in my carry on, I like tossed in my pair of Brexel boots and then I threw a pair of gaiters in, um, just in case I had any last second thoughts or if I do end up having enough space and room. I could throw those things in too. Um, talking about a lot of extras here, but we're getting pretty much dropped in an area the caribou are going to be and we're going to be camping pretty close. So I'm not like full on backpacker mode. Um, so that's what I've got going for boots. And then, gosh, what else? Uh, backpack. So taking the Kafaru, I'm taking the Hoodlum. Um, I talked about just taking the Striker XL with um, the Sherman pocket on the back and possibly a lid, but there is like a small possibility that we could leave the airstrip and we could backpack maybe a little ways and move camp at some point. So I wanted a big bag to be able to do that. And so I'm taking the hoodlum. The thing collapses down really well. And with those side pockets, it has good storage. So <clears throat> that's what I'm taking. Um, I'm not going to take a lid with it. I just have a big pocket on the lid, um, on the integrated lid. <clears throat> and then I have a hip pocket on one side of my belt. And then I also have a hip or a Nalgene pocket on the other side. So that's what we got there. Um, rolling on to some food stuff. We're going to keep it pretty simple. We're going to have like peak refuel for dinner. Um, each of us are bringing a, an MSR reactor. We're getting an MSR. We're getting the fuel canisters once we get up there. And then, gosh, what else? Oh, water wise. So I got a platypus quick draw, um, push through filter. I also have uh, my SteriPin that is at least going to make the trip up there. And then as we break down de- uh, gear in the Airbnb and at the at the hangar beforehand, we can kind of compare what we have. And if I need to leave that, I'll leave that because I know that Yanni likes running that thing too. Um, and then another one that's going to be nice is I'm bringing the MSR, my 10 liter. Uh, it's a 10 liter bladder. And then off of that bladder is a, an inline, just a gravity flow filter. So that's really nice, especially for a lot of us, there's going to be four of us. Um, and then also for four of us, I'm bringing two six liter MSR bladders and that's what I'm doing there. And then I'm bringing, um, one Nalgene bottle for myself. And then I have a little water bladder. That's not like one with a hose on it. It's just a four liter, uh, fuel. It's a water cell, I think is what they call it. Um, 
but yeah, I kind of like that because if I want to, I can just toss like MSR um, tablets in it to purify it for water-wise. So gosh, that's what we got going there. Um, again, food's pretty standard with the peak refuel. And then once we get there, we're going to, um, we're just going to buy up some bars and snacks and um, things like that, that are just pretty simple and quick to use. Um, so I am bringing, so I've got a, a FHF bino harness um, on the underside of it, I have the bear spray holster and we will be getting bear spray when we get up there. Um, inside my bino harness, I just have my outdoorsman's, uh, bino adapter and then, um, using the Zulu nine, this time the nine by 45, um, power binoculars. And then I have the, uh, SIG, uh, Kilo 5k rangefinder going in the side pocket. Um, and then, yeah, that's it there. And then uh, we are both bringing pistols with us as well. Um, I'm bringing the, I think actually we're both bringing the the new X10, 10 millimeter from Sig Sauer. It's P320, 10 millimeter. And I'm rolling that in a chest harness. And I'm totally blanking on who makes the chest, uh, the chest harness currently. But that chest holster uh, works pretty good once you get it fitted to your body and then you put your binocular harness over the top of it, you can get it to where, um, you just by moving it around and just moving the straps a little bit, you can get that, um, pistol to where it's like at a 45 coming out of your harness. Um, I've practiced drawing it and holstering it quite a lot and it's really easy to grab and in a good spot. So I really like that. And so that's what I'm bringing there. And then, you know, outside the regular, you know, like a go kit, um, you've just got, you know, fire starter, some first aid stuff, some patching stuff, um, communication wise. So I am bringing an anchor, uh, solar panel. It's like a little foldable solar panel, pretty cheap off Amazon. works pretty well. Um, I'm going to bring a, uh, a dark energy charger. So got one of those, the solar panel can recharge that pretty good. i proved that on the sheep hunt last year. Um, I am bringing my inReach. So Garmin 66i is what I run. It has the inReach integrated in that GPS. So bringing that so I can um, talk back and forth to home. And then an investment that I current or I've recently made is the Iridium Go, which is a satellite phone. Basically, it's a satellite hotspot turns your cell phone, I think up to five cell phones into a mobile hotspot or into a satellite phone. So I can call call back here. Um, I'm a newlywed and I do this stuff quite a bit. So it just, uh, it made sense to make the investment and buy some minutes so we could use them during the fall if I didn't have service for a long time. So did that. And gosh, I kind of think that's it. I'll have my, my iPhone for a camera and then we'll have camera guys, which I've really never had before. So that'll be an experience. Um, I am going to bring, I do have my, uh, my phone cam, my scope cam, like phone cam, uh, phone case on my iPhone. And then I'll have a, I'll have an adapter, the, their universal adapter. So I can put it on whatever spotting scope Yanni brings to film through and just take like random pictures around camp and around the hunt. And I'm trying to think of what else would be like super noteworthy. Um, oh, 
meat wise, getting meat back. I should probably keep on with what bags I'm bringing. Um, okay. So I, I have the, the pangy or the, the panga, the Yeti panga, 75 liter, um, that has most of my camp in it. And I've tried to keep it. So we're like, when we go to the hangar, like everything in that bag goes like, it's just throw that thing in the back of the cub and we can go. Um, and then I also, I thought that I was going to be able to get by with just a couple of bags, but that's not happening. So I have the big first light, um, waterproof duffel as well. And inside of that duffel, I have the hard case that has the X10 pistol in it. So that's in a hard case that is, you know, has padlocks on it. Got to go through all that stuff, um, tomorrow or when we fly out, I guess. And what else does it have in it? Oh, and then as far as meat care, um, we're just bringing a couple of like Yeti soft side coolers that we can bring meat back home in with. Um, so I only have one of those little backpack coolers from Yeti. So I packed that with my boots in it and some other stuff inside of that, um, inside of the cooler that I then put inside of the big first light duffel. And then I have that hard case with the pistol in it. And then I also threw my Crocs in there. So that thing's pretty light. It doesn't have a lot in it, but just as far as just trying to avoid like having a bunch of stuff that I'm carrying through the airport with me, um, that's what I did. So I'm going to be a little free on space coming back. I'm going to be able to split things between a couple of duffels and maybe even put everything inside the big first light duffel, duffel and be able to roll that panga up and stuff it in there as well just kind of depends. Hopefully we come back with me. If not, I'm going to be packed exactly the same coming back as I am going. Um, and then I was getting pretty, like I, I could have put, um, the clothes that I was going to wear inside the big first light duffel, but instead I decided to just bring, um, the small first light duffel and put the clothing that I was going to be wearing in, uh, when we go on the hunt, um, in that, little thing and then carry it with me and then I can carry whatever else I want to for just personal wise like through the airport um extra phone charger yada yada extra pair of street clothes whatever things like that um and then that stuff I'll just leave in the hangar so as far as going out in the field with me I think that uh you know I'm gonna have obviously the pistol without not the pistol case um I'll leave that the hangar the big first light duffel I'll be leaving at the hangar with the cooler in it, um, but I'll take the boots out and the shoe and the the shoes, and then I'll have the Yeti panga going into the field. I will pull my um, Kafaru pack out and pack things up more how it's it's going to go in there with my hunting stuff, and I should have the panga and my first light pack going with me, and hopefully that's going to be ticking the fifty pound mark, and that's I think that's all. That's like the, the big noteworthy stuff. Um, bring in our golly game bags with me. Um, I think that's it. It's late at night trying to crank this thing out before I take off. So sorry if I'm a little slow, but I will, uh, debrief this trip after we get back and talk about gear and hopefully talk about the trip a little bit. And that's all I got. I will, uh, talk to you guys when I get back.